Hi everyone, welcome to The Bible Project and we've reached together part 29 of our journey through the book of Genesis and we're in the early part of the Bible where we're considering the fall of man and the temptation in the Garden of Eden. Now you may remember that last time we saw how Satan comes along and highlights one of the prohibitions that God put in place in the garden as if to suggest that that somehow outweighed all the other good things God had done for them. Thereby he's casting doubt on the very character of God. Satan's starting point is always to try and plant a seed of doubt. Satan will always focus our attention on God's exclusions in such a way to suggest that God is limiting us or withholding something from us or just plain stopping us experiencing pleasure or happiness. There are many people out there who see the Bible as just a list of rules, a book that just its sole purpose is to stop them doing the things they want to do. And that's what the devil wants us to think also. And that's what he's doing here with Eve. But let's listen to how Eve responds to his temptation. Genesis chapter 3 verse 2 says this, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So what did Eve do wrong here in this reply? On the face of it, it seems a reasonable and accurate response of what God said. But look carefully and you'll see she's retracting something from the word of God and she's also slipping something else in, adding something. Listen carefully. This is what God actually said in Genesis 1.17. He said this, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eat of it, therefore you shall surely die. But Eve says, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Eve has changed it. She's added the prohibition of not touching it, and she's lessened the punishment from you shall surely die to one that says you might die. So Eve changed the penalty from surely die to maybe die but also she's not saying precisely what God said she's not only subtracted for it which changes its meaning and by the way people have been doing that ever since because by subtracting from the word of God she is minimizing the word of God but she's also adding something to it in the sense that she exaggerates the exclusion of God by adding in the fact that we may not touch it in a sense, Eve is the first person in history to suggest that living a faith life means living a boring life, a life that is just full of rules and regulations. And by changing the word of God, she attempts to weaken the consequences of disobedient. Now don't get me wrong, paraphrasing God's word is sometimes legitimate, but what Eve is doing here is going way beyond that. She's changing and altering what God has said to the point where she has changed the intent of what God has meant. Hebrew experts will tell you that Eve's paraphrase of what God says in the original language very clearly removes the certainty of what God said. Doubt had already entered her mind when it comes to her accepting the character of God as good. 
but she has also now lost sight of the grace of God and she's focusing on the prohibitions and not just that, she's exaggerating them. At the bottom of every temptation, even ones that we would face today, there always is a lie, a doubt about the goodness of the grace of God. And that's a good thing to think about the next time you suspect you are being tempted. Next time you are feeling temptation, ask yourself, how is that temptation in some way making me doubt the goodness of God? In short, her reply to Satan's question perverts and misquotes what God had said. She misquotes the freedom that God has given us in relation to the other trees in the garden, the freedom that God has given us by his grace, and she overstates the restrictions that God has put in place. So if you want to know how Satan works, it's all here. Firstly, he disguises himself. Secondly, he makes you doubt the goodness of God by making you doubt the word of God. And he does this usually by adding to it or taking something away from it, thereby changing the intent of what the word of God says. But there's a third way he does this also. And we look at that in the next episode. Okay, everyone. That's it for this time. Now, the place to go for all the links this ministry and other ministries and podcasts that I do is the podcast notes section of this podcast on the Buzzsprout website. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, my YouTube channel, the sister podcast, the Living in Faith Everyday podcast, and also links even to my SoundCloud page where I create the background music and sound design for this podcast. And there's also, even if you're that way inclined, a place where you can support the podcast and the other ministries to the tune of £1 a month, which really helps with the funding and costs of doing this. But other than that, I really trust you've been blessed by our time together, and I hope to see you all here again very soon.